Hey everybody, a bit of a weird start this time. This is Don. Uh, we recorded this episode expressly to review a full spoiler review of Max Brooks's upcoming book, Devolution, because we actually got a resounding please do this from his publicist story uh, on that about the middle of the show. Um, but we do, as is our way, uh, ramble quite a bit. So if you want to get right to the review of the book and not hear us talk about uh, jobs we have had and uh, silly crimes in Indianapolis, uh, jump to about 25 minutes into the show. Uh, please enjoy. Here is your new theme song that I recorded a couple of weeks back. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hidden Zoo, where every week or so we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. My name is Don, and with me as always is Blake. Hey Don. Hey Blake. How are you? Your beard? I'm doing alright. Your beard's coming in nice. Yeah, so is yours. I know, look how gray it is. It's okay. You're just, you look dignified. Here. You're dignified. I need some of that just for men salt and pepper. <laughs> to, to make it slightly less gray? Yeah, I don't want it like jet black. Like, I'm taking testosterone supplements. It wouldn't match your hair. <laughs> well, meaning it's... I can't match my hair. There's not there anymore. <laughs> but it's all... What is there is not jet black. No, I'll dye that, too. I'll just dye my, my head stubble. So, do you remember the show America's Funniest People that aired after America's Funniest Home Videos for a few years and... Of course, yeah, because we, that was with the jackalope was on that. Yeah, we talked about it like episode two. Yeah, yes, because because uh, <laughs> the jackalope was on it. Well, I one of the bits I remember from that is somebody submitted a video of like a uh, uh, hair, like what do you call it, like a hair regrowth formula, and he just cut a hole roughly the size of his head in some cardboard. And then he pulled it down over the top. So, like, you know, he's wearing a hat, but the top of his bald head is exposed. And then he spray painted <laughs> his head black. Can you swim with it? Yeah. I mean, he took the he took the thing <laughs> off eventually. The spray paint is, it'll last for a while. I got in a discussion, which, well, it was brief because none of us bothered to look it up. But <laughs> what was, what was Dave Coulier's job on Full House? Uh, he, God, I remember he, for a while, he and Uncle Jesse were trying to do, like, advertise, they're trying to be ad men, like, write jingles and shit together. Because it was Danny's house, right? <laughs> yeah. But I, and he, he was, I totally forgot this, but we were talking about that, for whatever reason, about San Francisco real estate, I don't know why, why that came up, <laughs> or the full, I forget why we brought up the, the full house house. And that's like a nine hundred million dollar house now. Yeah, because it's San Francisco and yep. it's in a sexy area. And it had a yard. And it's a famous, like a famous grouping. That grouping of houses is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was notable before Full House, but it is now. I mean, here, like having I, I lived in the Bay Area for a couple of years, and I've been out there every few years since, and groupings that look like that are goddamn everywhere in San Francisco. Like we were watching the movie bedazzled the other night, uh, Brendan Fraser fucking <laughs> yeah. good classic still pretty much holds up. 
and, and Liz Liz Hurley. Damn, oh, she's still she's still pretty much holds up. Damn, and. Uh, Julie's like, I think this is set in Chicago, and then they drive past houses like that. And I'm like, nope, San Francisco. I'm like, nowhere else in the world has houses like that. Because I could not remember. I was like, well, what is what was Danny Tanner's job? And he was a, a morning, he was like a local he, yeah. news morning show host. Yep. yep. And like, man, they must get in San Fran. They must get paid because Uncle Jesse and Uncle Joey aren't paying rent on that place. He was not Uncle Joey. He was Danny's college friend. He was. Well, a they sh- called him Uncle no, Joey. No, they didn't. didn't they? No, it's Mandela effect, bitch. They did not call him Uncle Joey. Everyone just thinks what they did. Did the little kids just call him Joey? He's called him Joey. He was just a creepy, uh, you know, layabout, totally stoned all the time. Obviously, they just oh, never don't, mentioned it. Don't Mandela affect yeah. me. I, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you. They call him <laughs> that because I don't remember or care. <laughs> Uh, but like, it's not just you. So many people are like uncle Joey and I'm very adamant about that because he was not fucking uncle Joey later on in the series though. He hosted a, a children's TV show with the woodchuck. Hmm. He had the woodchuck, uh, m- puppet. You remember? <laughs> no, not really. I remember <laughs> that him doing puppets and just being generally weird and annoying. And, yeah. Doing his shitty impressions. Like super cool. You just let him live there. Yeah. <laughs> That's they weren't related. No, they were just buddies. Really, I don't yeah. see. I don't. I don't really remember or care about Full House because yeah. that's. I watched that when I was I don't know twelve mm-hmm. or ten. When did that come out? Like early nineties. Oh, it was. Uh, I think started in the late eighties. I was in elementary school. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't seen it since. Nor do I really care. Mm-hmm. So you could tell me almost anything, and I would be like, "All right, sure." <laughs> Uh, so I always kind of figured that Danny would be like, uh, Joey, it's time to pay your share of the mortgage. And then he would just like do a bullwinkle impression. And that was accepted as currency in the house. (laughs) He's like, all right. Okay. You've met your obligations for the month. (laughs) I don't have any money. I am what I am. And then Stamos, just what was in a band. Yeah. That was pretty much his arc was that he was in a band. Jesse and the Rippers. <laughs> you remember quite a bit about this. My sister was obsessed with the show. Like I, I probably saw almost every episode. <clears throat> uh, it, had, it had a sad, a sadly a dearth of Urkel bots, though. Yeah, but it did have an Urkel for the one crossover episode. Did they do a crossover? Oh yes, because he had a cousin that lived in San Francisco. <laughs> and and uh, we were all excited about that because we were big into Urkel. Uh, we, we, just, we were TGIF kids. And so in the Urkel yep. crossover, Stephanie's friend, who has never been on the show before and would never be again, like runs into the house with her. And Danny's like, oh, Steph, what's going on? Oh, so-and-so's cousin is here. And he's super annoying. If he knocks on the door, don't let him in. And then knock and a door opens and 10 minutes of applause because it's fucking Steve Urkel. And, of course, he's like, do you have any cheese? And like, no, we don't have any. And he says, well, that's okay. I'll just pour some milk and wait for it to curdle. <laughs> Jaleel White, you card. <laughs> People like to break down. You're, you're a millennial too, right? Yes. Technically, Don and I are millennials. Yeah, we're on the older side, but yes. But we, yeah, we're like on the, the old edge. Because they like to break it down, of which there's millennials who had an analog childhood, which is us. <clears throat> yes. And I break it down as like no, this is actually this part of this is like fifty percent your creation is the Pokemon gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because I don't know. The only my only knowledge of Pokemon comes from uh, Super Smash Brothers. Otherwise, I could give two shits about Pokemon and tell you nothing about it. Go go watch. Uh, I I also could give two shits about Pokemon, but go watch Detective Pikachu. It's a it's a fun movie. Is it? Yeah, it's enjoyable. If you have HBO Go, I think it's still on there. My other my other qualifier is that I am old enough. I was old enough at the time to recognize Space Jam for the hot trash that it is. <laughs> You're like a year older than me, so the Space Jam line is somewhere in 1982. Yeah, it's right about there. Yeah, this is the Space Jam yeah, divide. Like, it seems like people, other people that are that qualify as our generation, have some have some like pre pre-conscious awareness mm-hmm. time where they thought that was a fun movie and it's, have this it's bad this adolescence uh it's like like love it, it's but love it, for this yes. hot garbage garbage it garbage, is garbage movie and, and like even the animation they it doesn't look good like they tried to make it look better than Install- like nostalgic yeah. affection that's what i wanted yeah and my my little brother loves it and so for his birthday i actually we had to cancel because of the pandemic for his birthday i bought him tickets to see a, a showing at a historical theater here in town that you know runs old movies for seven bucks mm-hmm. and we couldn't do it but he was super excited he has a toon squad jersey he was born in 1989 yeah so and that's still <laughs> it irritates me when they say millennials so like that's a that's a pretty big generation covering lots of different things mm-hmm. and yeah oh, millennials all they know is their phones and blah 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 bitch i can program a vcr yeah i like, had i uh, had a film camera yeah. and a record player when i was a little kid i uh you, did you have one of those little plastic record players to play like raffi and shit yeah little, little chunky fisher those, price like eight seven inch whatever yeah. those were plastic uh, records yeah i had one of those and yeah I, like okay so th- i this is something that I just remember, because it's still true, uh, when we moved from Ohio to California when I was 13, they brought up the box with my video games in it. And I had, at the time, I had a VCR, I had a Super Nintendo, and I had a Nintendo 64 and a little 13-inch TV that were all in my bedroom. And between the guy going down and getting another box and bringing it up, I had them all set up and ready to go. And he's like, oh, God, you're fast. And like, yeah, you just put the wires where they go. Yeah, you can you can really screw in an RF cable yeah. fast. <laughs> like God, I hate those. Oh, I hate them. I still hate them. I, uh, it's not hard for me to look at, like, this is, this is the era I grew up in, and the type of person I am is you give me a piece of technology and 20 minutes, and I can puzzle out its UI. Like, yeah. you give me shit to plug in in half an hour, and I could probably get it plugged in. Like, it doesn't take a genius. I just it, like that analog to digital transition is a hell of a teacher. <laughs> oh, remember how just hard it was to get anything to talk to anything for about ten years? Yep. Now they're like, yeah. "I've got a computer. I've got a computer. We should make them talk." And then, like two <laughs> weeks later, you had it figured out. <laughs> do you uh, do you remember in the in the era in the early era when cell phones were becoming ubiquitous? When you had stuff you wanted to transfer from flip phone to your next flip phone, and you had to go yeah. in and pay for like the twenty bucks, and they would bring out this giant ponytail full of different wires. That like or p- pigtail and and it would like they have to find the one that went from this phone to the other one because everybody had proprietary <laughs> plugins. Oh, terrible. <sighs> Fuck. Hey, so this isn't how I wanted to intro the show. Let's talk uh, about that book. Well, eventually, but I wanted to read some silly <laughs> crimes first. 
Well, there's going to be spoilers, so I yeah. guess you can listen to something until then. You have to, you yeah. have to so, check out. Spoiler warning. Spoilers. Uh, we we uh, are going to do a full spoiler review of Devolution uh, and uh, by Max Brooks, which we talked about a few weeks back. But before then, right before we started recording, I was telling Blake about some of the silly crimes in Indianapolis because they have this app called Citizen that eh, about four months ago, I think, landed in Indy. It's... Uh, it's a crime tracking app, and I think it's user reporting. I don't think it's like everything that the police do gets caught up on this. I think people have to report it, uh, and it's it's just amazing because a lot of times it's like a report of shots fired, man stabbed, ca- uh, 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 Circle K robbed, whatever. But you just scroll through every few days, and you find these just these gems of crimes, these wonderful things like uh, today. Search for man armed with steel chop saw. Which I loved that one. It's so good. We decided that in D&D that would have to be a two-handed weapon. Yes, it would. Uh, but it's it's not quite a pole arm. I think you could probably hit from two boxes away. Yeah, well, it depends on if it's one of those extendable yeah. arm chop saws. You know what? It, when you said that, it reminded me of something and it just hit me what it was. Did you ever play? You played Fallout 3, right? No, I only, I've only played four. four. Okay, so there's a DLC for Fallout 3 called The Pit, where you end up in Pittsburgh, which is just a, just a shitty place run by slavers. And the, the new weapon you get in The Pit is basically a, a handheld chop saw weapon. Think of, think of a, a gigantic angle grinder. That's kind of what it was. <laughs> just a huge angle grinder yeah. with a saw blade? Yep. Okay. Group fighting outside of church. It's a good place to fight. Uh, this was two or three days ago. Man, woman fighting with baseball bats. A 911 caller has reported a fight between a man and a woman. Both are wielding baseball bats. So. <laughs> police searching for suspects. Police have canine units on scene. It is unclear at this time what the suspects are wanted for. Like that, yeah. yeah. We know who you're looking for. Wink, wink. <laughs> what did they do? Yeah, no. Just tell us if you saw them. What do they I'll look wager, like? I'll wager they're wearing hoodies. Mm. They probably, uh, they probably smell funny. That's the cop saying that. That's not me. That's the, that's the <laughs> yeah. racist cop. Group of youths fist fighting. Police are responding to a report of a group of youths engaged in fisticuffs. Just a bunch of kids. Circling each other like old-timey bare-knuckle boxers. Youths. That's always a yeah. weird... I find that term strange. Youths. Youths. It shouldn't be a noun. Or they're at least not kids that. or they're teens. Which one? Um, I assume that youths, I just think, like, you... Yeah. You should say teens. Uh, food on stove mistaken for fire. <laughs> Man attempted robbery with crossbow at Speedway. At the spe- <laughs> at the track, robbing people with a crossbow. No, no, at the at the uh, gas station. Oh, speed- not, oh no, not the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Oh, That's like a race tra- yeah. Speedway. Uh, aggressive goose attacked dog. Oh, that's straight out of uh, Untitled hot fuzz. Goose Game. Oh, yeah, Hot Fuzz. Uh, two women fighting at funeral home. Uh, report of person weaponizing stick. 
I painted so, it black. It's a tactical stick now. See, it's got a scope on it, flashlight, underslung, underslung flashlight on my stick. I just, I just figured sharpening the end. <laughs> Police have received a report of a person hit in the head with a stick. That was what they were responding to. Oh, weaponizing. <laughs> <laughs> Man threw milk in Starbucks. I wanted non-dairy creamer. You bitch. Okay. Let me, let me use the bathroom. One more. <clears throat> Man urinating in Sitgo gas station. <laughs> we had a dude piss himself in Petco one time. Yeah, but like in my, I read that and I was like, yeah, but they have bathrooms. You're allowed to do that. Because... I think the implication is he's just peeing somewhere in the store, not well, I mean, in the appropriate yeah, place. I mean, it could be, but I was in a Speedway once where a dude walked in, a, a, a black guy walked in in a hoodie, and the second he came in, he started looking around, like, you know, looking for the bathroom, and the chick behind the counter was like, bathroom's out of order. And he's like, what are you talking about? Bathroom's out of order. Leave. <laughs> like, immediately told the black guy he couldn't use the bathroom. Wow. Cool. They were not out of order. <laughs> So maybe they just didn't want that person peeing in their toilet. Yeah. It's been a while since 1965. Just yep. bathroom. Yep. A so, one time, a dude just came in and we just yelled nonsense. <laughs> and so some part of it involved, like, I think the restroom and whichever. <laughs> I remember exactly who was there. Dave. Dave was sitting there and he's like, oh, the restroom, it's in the back. And right as he said that, the guy just pissed like a lot <laughs> you could see like like just bloom and then it was dripping down his legs yeah there but was just, there it's, was just urine like everywhere like way too much it's petco so you've got the doggy cleanup wipes You're, it's fine and then because like everyone just like fled everyone went and hid so then dave had to clean it up oh because he was just the closest what? and then like 10 minutes later because then the guy wandered out and then he came back in with a giant bottle of wine and tried to buy it at the register. <laughs> like, as he's, like, staggering in, and everyone's like, get out of here, you can't be in here. And he's like, I'm going to buy this. And he's got, like, a large, a really, like, one of those exercised, yeah. like, not the normal size, but the really big yep. size. Yep. And he goes the, to the register the, the and tries to size. purchase this giant bottle of wine. <laughs> and they're like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> see on there right there it says mad dog yeah it's the pet store right <laughs> so then he left and you know it was that he peed on the floor and then tried to buy some wine when i worked at a movie theater in high school uh on a couple of occasions just terrible shit happened in the bathroom and uh the and after okay so there is this dude named blinn and we're all way too mean to blinn in a way that like at high school like oh it's funny <laughs> treating him like shit he's our friend but we treat him like shit um and now i feel really bad about like like <laughs> yeah like billy madison like call him up and apologize bad um but hey, man at the time <laughs> at the time uh blinn had applied for an assistant manager job and nobody thought he should get it. Cause we're like, Oh, fuck him. And he got it. And so 
whenever some something shitty had to get cleaned up, we were like, oh, that's that's the manager's job. It's like when somebody had like shit their pants and then left shitty panties and shit all over the toilet in one of the women's bathrooms. Oh, uh, we got to go clean an auditorium, Blynn. You should go. You need to go. Uh, go to go mop the bathroom. As a former, as a, a taco time janitor, I've seen some things. I bet. So I said I've seen some shit, and I have literally seen some shit. Mm-hmm. And it was always in the women's bathroom. Yeah, the, uh, we get a bad rap, but at the movie theater, it was also always the women's bathroom. But I, there was, it was a man who uh, used his empty pop cup, well, empty except for the ice, as a spit cup. And uh, you, know, you work in a movie theater, yeah, yeah. and you got to get these things cleaned really fast. And so I was used to just if if the lid was off the cup, I just reach down, pick it up, and toss it in the trash can instead of trying to like sweep it. And if I got my hands in the coke or the ice, I don't, I'd wash my hands. I don't give a shit. I stick oh. my hand down in uh. there, and like what the f- oh god, Jesus Christ, that was grosser, so, so viscous. It was grosser than the used diaper. So much <laughs> grosser than the used diaper. Because that was easy. That was just, I just swept it up into my, in my little buckety thing. And they tried to get us to call them dustpans, but we, we called them buckety things. That's what they were. Because it wasn't a dustpan. A dustpan is flat. These, had, you know, they had the hinge. And yeah, those, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. So it's a buckety thing. I don't know what those are called, but... Yeah, buckety things. They, they suck. Yeah, just, just, t- <laughs> just take that... They're not as useful as they appear to be. Take that with you, and next time you're working a, a, a shoot, and someone's like, get the get the thing, and you say, oh, yeah, the buckety thing, and just see how see if you can make it spread. Do that do that for me. Give me that Leroy. <laughs> you didn't know that's what they were called? That's what Russell... My buddy, my buddy Russell and I, we did that at the TV station. <laughs> We came up with a, it was like right after the first time he'd worked with a professional grip. And, <laughs> and so this guy was throwing all these terms at him and he thought it was funny as hell. Cause it is funny as hell. If you're not, if you're not in that world and you're like, give me some beach. It's like, just say it, just say a sandbag, you asshole. That's <laughs> some beach. Like, so, that's like a, some, that's so douchey. some of them, some of them are really stupid. And some of them, that's just what that thing is called, or it's faster. Like a clothespin is called a C-47. I don't know why. That's not faster. But it's it's easy. <laughs> C-47. That's that's, Close. that's that's what we call it. C-47. That's that's five syllables. Yeah, but that one actually sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds I'm like defending a... that one because clothespin is dumb. And C-47, C-47? Cool. yeah. That sounds like an airplane or a firearm. Or like a cut, it is an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, there you go. The one I, it's the one I jump out of sometimes. <laughs> Can I get one of those B fifty twos? What? But, uh, you know, like a, you know, buckety thing. There's all these fun names for things, some of which are unnecessary. Some of them, that's just what it's called. Like I don't know what else you'd call a Cardellini. I don't know why it's called that, but that's just what it is. The chick that played Velma in the Scooby Doo movies. <laughs> That's no, this like clamp thing that holds stuff. Oh, oh okay. It, it's a that's grip shit. Is With it grip? But he came back after all, like being exposed to all that that terms, and so then we came up with just Leroy it, which meant just fix it. <laughs> I need like, a oh, Leroy. That lights. Look at that light. We need to Leroy that. <laughs> Did it catch on? And then we had a Leroy stick. Because <laughs> some of the like they had these the lights up in the light grid would sag. 
mm-hmm. and you'd just use the Leroy stick and you'd just poke them back up so you wouldn't have to get the ladder because <laughs> we were being because you know if you're lazy you just poke it with a stick and it'll save in the right spot again for you know another couple weeks mm-hmm. and then if you're like really need something to do you get the ladder and you actually go up there and tighten it and fix it but you, what just did say you... like, oh get the Leroy stick we got a Leroy that light what did you call the ladder uh, oh, we almost never used it, so we we didn't get we didn't have a name. We probably just called it like get the. We probably just said get the Leroy, so we get Leroy that light. But I was then hoping... we had like new like new people would come in, and we would use that on them. And some of them figured it out real quick, like oh, you just mean fix it. <laughs> the other ones were like what? I don't understand. Um, hey, it was let's... a good test. It was a good test to see who was a dummy and who was cool. It's like, hey, Leroy, that light. And they'd look at it and... I, okay, I see what you mean here. <laughs> That's fucked up. I should fix it. You mean you mean Leroy Jenkins? <laughs> From World well, of Warcraft? I don't remember when that was, but... <clears throat> yeah, it was college. Almost certain that was college times. Like 15 years ago? Yeah, sounds about right. Should we talk about this book? Yeah, let's talk about this book. Since we've gotten all the, we're in isolation out of our systems. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, Blake. Also, there, R2 and 3PO are Laurel and Hardy. I mean, it's like th- that kind of comic duo is didn't was not invented by kurosawa if it wasn't if it wasn't in the same movie i'd be more inclined to agree with you <laughs> but since it's in the same movie uh the princess has to go find the old warrior to help out mm-hmm. and then oh but that that uh the spear fight in that movie was just like one continuous crane shot ah oh, so good anyway uh how seventh do... samurai was on the other day oh that's also that's and goddamn, that's a good movie. <laughs> Every movie of his I've seen, I have absolutely loved, except for Rashomon. I did. I just. I get what it was going for, but it that's, was just that's a good one timer. Mm-hmm. You need to see it. You need to see it once. Uh, I appreciate it. I did not like it. How's that? Yeah, that works. Uh, it's kind of like two thousand one. Like I, yeah, I'm better for having seen it, but I don't need to watch it. I, I, I read the book Again. first. And I felt like yeah, me too. if you hadn't read the book, you would not know what was going on at any point in that film. Yeah, I felt that way too. That like, oh, good thing I read the book so I know what's happening. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, how did we get our permission to talk about it? Let's see. Last year at Emerald City Comic Con, my roommate signed up for a book club that would get pre-release book copies. I don't know what to call that. It's like a screener, but for a book. ARC. It's an advanced reading copy. I don't know if they pronounce it ARC or not, but yeah. Yeah. I follow enough authors on Twitter to know that. And she signed up for that, and that was the book she got, was Devolution by Max Brooks. Which is a really good one. Which is really good. I was really excited because I love World War Z a lot. Mm -hmm, Me too. Like Zombie Survival Guide, pretty good. I like that one. World War Z is my fave. Mm Mm-hmm. And the devolution is fucking awesome. It apparently it's pushed like all the most of like pretty like pretty much everything I've seen says like May twelfth or something. Yeah. But his but his Facebook the other day, Max Brooks's Facebook says now says June sixteenth. Hmm. 
Well, mostly because the audiobook isn't done because oh. they had to figure out how to record everybody from home. <laughs> well, so they're working on fair, that. Fair but enough. Apparently, it's June sixteenth is the new release date. And then, because we we have a cryptid podcast where occasionally we talk about cryptids, <laughs> uh, I asked, "Hey, like, before we talk about this, could you message them?" And see if that's fine. If we can do that. And she messaged whomever. And the publicist wrote back and said, yes. Please do. Which uh, Talk about the book. It gets us one step closer to, uh, to Mel Brooks, which is the real dream. Yeah, that's, this, is the, this, entire, <clears throat> this entire endeavor has just been to hang out with Mel Brooks. Yeah, so we've, we've done uh, 73 And now we episodes. can't because he's in super quarantine. Yep. Uh, this is all in the hopes that his son would write a book about cryptozoology that we could leverage yeah. into a podcast review, which would eventually get us access to one of the funniest men in all of history. So I can hear firsthand young Frankenstein stories. Yeah. That would be pretty awesome. He uh, a few years back he did his like one man show uh, on HBO where he just talked about his life for two hours, and I was in a hotel in Vegas. Yeah, it was. Uh, my wife was going to a conference out there, and it was one of those days where I just like she had a bunch of shit to do, and I didn't feel like walking around in 115 degree heat. So I watched I watched the Mel Brooks thing, which I had been dying to see anyway. Oh, he's so fucking funny. And, like, Rob Reiner was there in the front row, yeah. and he was, like, goofing with Rob. Uh, no, Carl Reiner. Old old Reiner. Oh, old yeah, Reiner. Like, 95-year-old Reiner. Uh, and it told the story about how, like, the guy who sang the Blazing Saddles theme song just, like, thought it was a very serious song for a very serious movie. Which is why it's, which helps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, um, so One of my favorite things to do at, when I worked at the TV station and I got to play the music. Like I got to do like bumps, <laughs> the bumps in and out. And I, I, I did it on the weekends, every weekend. But then I, sometimes I'd get to do the weekdays. And our weekday weather guy for the, the, the weekday morning show, George, George Moppin. Just a wonderful human being. One of my favorite people ever. And I'd wait until like like a good point. So like, it, like he'd be around the weather wall or... One to where he'd be like a dressing camera, like he'd be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or he'd be around there just so I could see him do it because it made me laugh so much. I'd play Putting on the Ritz by Taco. <laughs> just because that's the one I had. I didn't have, you know, any other version. Yeah. But I had the Taco version of Putting on the Ritz because without fail, George would stagger in front of a camera and go, Putting on the Ritz. <laughs> like he'd do the, he'd do the, the monster. From the Frankenstein version, oh, I love and then that. he would laugh and laugh at himself, and it was it was great. I love that so much. He's so much fun. I miss that dude. Hey, uh, we got to talk about this book in the next fifteen minutes. Oh, how are we run out of time? Yeah, because we're having another video <laughs> chat with our friends afterwards. Maybe I'll I see if, if if they mind if we record it because we just goof. We just goof in the video chat too. So um, <laughs> pretty much just okay. So uh, we're plot, so off topic. It's I know. Great. I'll give a I'll give a plot summary uh, since I read it more recently than you. I, I finished about a month ago. So Devolution by Max Brooks. Uh, Devolution, a record. Uh, what is it? Or, or 
The Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. Yeah, it's a de- de- I forget the exact subtitle, but it's like a, the record of the Rainier Sasquatch Massacre. And it's set up like, uh, <clears throat> much like World War Z, that Max Brooks is a journalist who has this story that he is covering. And most of it is not in his voice. Uh, the setup is an occasional interstitials. Most of it is the journal of uh, one of the people who was going through the Sasquatch massacre. And then occasionally there are news articles that talk about the eruption of Mount Rainier that led to it or interviews with uh, people who knew her, uh, like her brother uh, comes up repeatedly. And uh, I do not remember most of their names at this point, unfortunately. I don't either. It's, it's not really relevant. Um, yeah. Like, uh, but the basic except for except for Gahuli. Yeah. Chihuly. Chihuly. Mostar. Mostar, yeah. yeah. Who's, like, who's not Chihuly, but No, but it t- yeah, they yeah. Uh, I assume that's what her art looks like. So uh, a bunch of Richie like Seattle and Silicon Valley types move out in the middle of nowhere to a uh a plan, a small eco-friendly planned community called Green Loop, and there are what, like I think, six houses for six families. Yeah, ish around yeah. around that. That sounds right. And that's it. And they all have solar power, and their heating is from uh, biogas. Like their their poo turns into methane, and that's how they heat Ooh, the gas. houses. And they get all their stuff delivered, and they have all the benefits of living in the city. But then also they're being very eco-friendly, and they get to live out in the woods and go for hikes all the time. And none of them sees any potential problems with this. Why would they need to worry? Uh, things are fine. And then Mount Rainier erupts. And, like, Tacoma gets completely destroyed. Like, they mentioned that a few times. Like, Tacoma is gone. It's an enormous eruption. And um, a a mudslide, uh, like a superheated mudslide, a lahar, cuts them off. It takes out their bridge, and they are unable to leave. And the ensuing damage cuts off their uh, network communication. They have no internet. They have no cell service. They have no way to contact anybody. So, basically, they're... And yet, miles of lahar volcanic flow... Slightly improves traffic on I-5. Oh, <laughs> oh inside joke. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I uh, drove that shit every day for a little while. It sucked. So um, they find themselves cut off and struggling to survive. And you got your main character, your narrator, who just moved there with her husband. And they're, like, having some marital issues. Uh, and you've got uh, this pretentious, uh, like, shitty prophet like fat professor dude you have uh the silicon valley billionaire and his wife who like created this whole thing like it was their brainchild he's like a yoga instructor or something yeah then you've never heard you've got some kind of fitness personality yeah yeah because she's exercising all the time you've got the um, married couple a lesbian couple who have adopted a child from Somewhere. Somewhere, yeah, some refugee child who obviously has, like, severe PTSD and and is nonverbal. And um, then you have, like, the other family, the other married couple who just basically serves as food for Sasquatches. Um, (laughs) Like, they don't have much personality. And finally, you've got Mustar, who is an artist who survived the uh, Bosnian. Spoilers. Yeah, this is getting spoilers. I refused. I refused to look it up because I, I... And I was trying to figure out through context, like, yeah, where me is too. she from? Yeah. And I kept vacillating. I originally thought, like, Chechnya. When, uh, and then I thought, well, I guess Yugoslavia. And then I thought maybe India or somewhere. And then maybe Yugoslavia again. 
And then I was validated. I was like, yes. Yeah. Doing doing the math, I was like, so this has got to be the fucking Bosnia-Herzegovina shit that we lived through in, in like, elementary and middle school. Yeah. And it was. So I was thinking, like, which ones were under siege? Yeah. And I was thinking, like, Sarajevo or... Mm-hmm. I thought Sarajevo was what I, my, I thought that's where she was from. Yeah, but, but then you close. learned that she named herself after her city. Which I did not know that was the city. Yeah, I didn't either. I was like, that's a weird <laughs> name. Is it he, he, Hebrew? I don't know what that is. So uh, she survived this, and she is the only person in the entire commune who is like, okay, shit's fucked. Here's what we need to do to prepare. And almost, and like she just has this force of personality that carries the narrator and her husband along with her while everybody else thinks she's still crazy. And they start rationing, and they start planning a garden. And, uh, and it's, at first it's just like, okay, here's how we survive until the authorities find us. And then, and she's thinking, well, the, the authorities aren't coming. Yes, yeah, we is have her to, is her yeah. her line of thought. We is, have to do this for there ourselves. There are no, there's no one, no one's coming. And uh, the like things they don't have because they thought, well, we'll always be have anything we need. We can just have delivered. The repairman can that, fix anything. Oh, that detail like, of nobody has a hammer. Yes, nobody has tools. Why would they need tools? They, that was an. That's an incredible detail he yeah. puts in. That nobody has a hammer. Yep, they don't like they don't have a ladder. They have no useful yeah. tools, and they also have no useful skills, except Mostar, who is a total yeah, which, badass. Which I love that that's a carryover thematically from World War Z. Yeah, that you, which I fucking love that that's that it's like oh well if you need if you need to figure out how to do a physical practical thing, you have to get an immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> It's like you need a Russian or a Mexican to come do that because they're the only ones who know how to do that. Well, and also like the the idea that your technology is great and it's wonderful, but it does not stand up to extraordinary circumstance. Like the like the new BDUs and the new smart guns or whatever that the military had in mm-hmm. World War Z. Like that's great against humans, but now you're in this supernatural world where suddenly it's fucking useless, completely useless. You know. Yeah. I do um, like that element of World War Z a lot, that yeah. all of human warfare is based on body damage. Humans. Yeah. It's also, you. there's a huge thing of, of scaring. You scare them, you scare yeah. the enemy away. Yeah, and you, you make them, You make zombies. them quit. And what do you do when an enemy won't quit? Mm-hmm. And you get the fucking Pacific Theater. Yep. Where it's like, none of this shit works when they won't <laughs> stop. So, um... Eventually, the wildlife starts disappearing, and they start smelling a gross smell, which I like that touch. I like how he he kind of blended different types of Sasquatch mythology together. So, yeah. like, we got it's a bit it. of the skunk ape in there. Uh, and uh, and then they start hearing noises and seeing stuff, and eventually their cameras, which are still working, because they have, like, uh, they still have solar power. Like, like her, all the, the, their in-house technology mostly still works. Yeah, like, their in-house technology, like, saves our asses on multiple occasions. And nobody has a map. Yep, nope. They because they it. all have their GPS on their phone, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then that's not working. So they're like, um, how far is mm-hmm. anything from here? And uh, <laughs> nobody knows because nobody has a paper map. So eventually, like, it's the narrator and her husband and Mustar realize early on, oh, shit, it's fucking Bigfoot's. And it takes everybody a while to come to because, you know, it's it's also a horror story. It, I fucking hope they adapt this and they do it well, unlike World War Z, because what a fucking horror movie this would be. Just I know, right? Just the and tension of, of the unknown. And it's not like... They'll shoot it in Canada, though, so I won't get to work it. Yeah. Which just irritates me because it's a Washington story. Mm-hmm. And they'll shoot 99% of it in Canada. It looks the And same. then they'll come down for a day or two. 
and get some shots of Seattle and uh-huh. Tacoma. <laughs> and then CG destruction of Tacoma. Yeah. <laughs> but CGI Bigfoots. So uh one thing what just as a quick aside yeah. while I'm thinking of just practical effect wise, it was really hard for me to picture the Bigfoots doing certain things. Like what? Like running. I I, I kind of pictured them like like I, had dif- I have a difficulty picturing that. I kept thinking of like a gorilla that was like quadrupedal, and yeah. then I had to like re- revise in my mind. Like, well, no, no, they're bi- they're they're like an eight foot tall biped. What does that look like? Uh, it, it looks like that uh, the Chinese basketball player, <laughs> but that guy could barely run. Yeah, <laughs> but so it was just it was really difficult for me to picture for some reason. The like a sat like a Sasquatch shape doing certain yeah. things, just because I've never seen that. But you know, they yeah, we've seen them just kind of step with the one video. It just kind of steps away. It just walks away. So um, I, what, what I found like kind of upsetting was that I was picturing Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. I know for like not the, all of that's, them. That's the best. It's the best Bigfoot it ever. Is. It's a very like no good one's, Bigfoot. No one's even come close to that good of a Bigfoot. <laughs> and I was picturing Harry from Harry and the Hendersons doing all the things. But Harry was so friendly. Because <laughs> he's got like a smile. Yeah. Like doing his goofy <laughs> smile, but like ripping someone's <laughs> arms off. Like Wookiee. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a, it's a clan of Bigfoots, a troop, whatever you want to call them. It's like a couple of kids and, uh, you know, an old guy and a pregnant female. Yeah, I forget how many there were, like seven six, or eight yes, maybe? Yeah, six to eight. And then there's uh, the Alpha, who is this you know, gigantic, you know, badass uh, female Sasquatch. And uh, they uh, – I, I like the idea – the idea that they float early on, like, oh, well, you know, they they maybe cross the land bridge at the same time as, you know – I love that concept. Humans, but then they learned pretty quickly that that humans have tools. They will kill the shit out of us. And, you know, the ones that survived adapted to a nocturnal lifestyle and just kind of stayed away from people as much as possible. But then forced back into confrontation with these soft humans, they became wild again. Just they like, re, re, like they, uh, de- they devolved yeah. back to that. Because I, lo- I, oh, I love that concept yeah. of that, of that the, the early early North Americans did not migrate here. They fled here mm-hmm. to avoid predation from the Sasquatches. Sasquatches. But then like, we started killing all of the other charismatic megafauna. As, and yeah. so the Sasquatches were starting to go too. Yeah. And that, they, that, yeah. That then as, as humans became more numerous and better with tools, yeah. they started killing them. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and they became, we were afraid of them and then they became afraid of us. And that's why we don't see them except dire circumstances. There's no food left. Like they're making their way, escaping from the volcano and Oh, here's people. Let's try to fucking eat them. And they just, they're just savage. And, uh, it's like it. So they're, they're that waits until like the last few chapters. Like it's a, it's a wonderful slow burn to get to the point where everybody actually agrees that it's Sasquatches and they have to do shit about it. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes crazy, or not everybody, but like half the town goes crazy in a variety of different ways. And they set up like all the stuff that they learned while Mostar was doing, like, you know, refugee apocalypse prep for them. 
Like, every, like everything pays off, right? Like she she's a glass artist, and so they shatter all of her fucking glass and spread it all over the place. They had scenic bamboo, uh, you know, just in the middle of the town, and so the bamboo gets turned into fucking Pikes. spears and 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 uh, punji sticks. sticks, yeah. <laughs> and they literally dip them in shit because they have tanks of their own shit, and they have you know pressurized methane. And so at one point they set up all like on uh, their last like hail mary, they set up all the houses to blow. Except like the center, like the 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 long house in the center, and uh, for a while you think that some people are going to survive, and then for a while you think everybody's going to die. And well, when they finally set, uh, stumbled upon this empty settlement, they found this journal, and now everyone's dead. But the best part of the 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 devolution idea, like that. It's like, oh, that's an interesting take on why the Sasquatches are eating these people was that it was foreshadowing for the fucking ending. Which is amazing. <laughs> where, spoiler, spoilers, uh, the Again, only spoilers, survivors you... are the narrator and the uh, the little girl who, uh, like, gets her voice back as after she sees everybody become huge badasses and slaughter a bunch of Sasquatches. But they're the only ones that survive, and they kill most of the clan, and they make the clan scared of them again. Yep, and then they're and then they go savage and like they're possibly just yes. out in the woods hunting them. Yeah, because they found so fucking rad. like they 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 butchered and turned the squatches into fucking steak, into jer- yeah, jerky. Ste- and, and, but then you do the math, and there's not as much steak as one would expect for how big they probably were and how long they might have stayed in the cabins, and they're gone. And this idea that like okay, now the humans are back on on the savage side. And they're <laughs> trying to make the Sasquatches run scared. Oh, fuck. I, and I love that idea of just, you know, ra- park rangers or just whomever is finding that site. Mm-hmm. It's like, try, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Whoa, this. Finding, finding giant, giant ape-like pelts, like, nailed to a tree. Oh my God, this meat is very stinky. <laughs> like, what is this? And then, like. Then they find the journal. Yep. And then, like, like what? What? And uh, oh well, we can't. It's real because all the evidence is here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just <sighs> such a. It's. I love the and. I really this, strikes uh, me personally is that, as as one of the my favorite themes of that is that nature will eat you. Yeah. I mean, nature, it's, it's nice to love nature, but you got to respect it, too, because if you're not careful, it'll just fucking kill you. <laughs> we, we forget that we were once in the food chain. You don't pet and, the bison. Yeah. You don't have 200 tigers in a compound in Oklahoma. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's a little, I mean, that's well, not quite nature, but it's not yeah. not nature. No. It's, it's a middle ground. It, yeah. It's okay. I see yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. But. It was, it's just, you know. Still, it's similar. It's yeah. a similar thing. Yes. Is that, yeah, like, because the, the, there's a, a mountain lion comes into the compound and, like, the most are, like, like goes at it with a spear. Uh-huh. And she's like, it was stalking the child. And everyone's idiot. like, you don't know. Maybe it was like, injured. How dare you hurt oh. that beautiful animal? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, um, it was going to eat that kid. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking morons. It's like... <clears throat> It's team people time right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like red and tooth Jake, and claw, motherfuckers. Yeah. It's, yeah, don't put your kid in the water in Florida, even if you're at Disney World. 
Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I want to close out on this note. Okay, before we close, five we out of five. Might need to do like a part two yeah. on this one or like a redo. <laughs> I, I actually know. talk about the book. I, five out of five Bigfoots for for Devolution. Fuck oh, five. It. So good. So good. It's like it's the yeah. best Bigfoot material I think ever. I mean, and, I, yeah. And just like just there are so many small details if you're a crypto lover where you go like, oh, I, oh, he got that from there. And yeah. like, does he, he doesn't use the word pendulous, but he talks about Bigfoot tits. Yeah, it's always references it's always the breasts, um, just like everyone else. Uh, I, uh, if if it could be improved, uh, the only way it might be improved is by uh, by having uh, a cameo from our old friend Totes. <laughs> Which what? Wait, what? Totes, the Totenkopf, uh, Totenkopf cowboy oh, hat. Oh, right. Yeah. I forgot that's his name. It's yeah. Totes. To put him in, that work him in there in his leather yeah. cowboy hat Yeah, just, just as one of the quick interviews, uh, and uh, just, that would probably make it worse. Okay. It's nice to have another, just real quick, it's nice to have another excellent Bigfoot property. Yes. Because there's only really, in my opinion now, there are two. There's Harry and the Hendersons, which is, you know, a kid-friendly, nice mm-hmm. family movie, but the Bigfoot is so well done. That's I mean that's like a thirty year old movie and yeah it holds up oh, incredibly yeah. well yes incredibly well Kevin Peter Hall you know R I P good good character work and there's this one there's the evolution everything else Bigfoot related sucks I've heard good things about Gravity Falls which involves cryptids but I haven't watched oh, does it, it? It's a I cartoon. haven't seen it either um and and, and like part of me is always reluctant to start kids cartoons no matter how good I hear they are just because. I have grown-up shows to watch, but yeah. I started the new Ducktales recently, and it's fantastic. That's right, you did say that. It's really good. Um, okay, here's what I want to write out on this because I brought this up like half an hour ago and uh, just forgot I had the page open. What did Joey Gladstone do? According to Wikipedia, oh right, <laughs> Joseph Alvin Joey Gladstone is the childhood best friend of Danny Tanner an adulthood best friend of Jesse Katsopoulos. Joey moved in with Danny shortly after the death of Danny's wife to help raise DJ Stephanie and Michelle. He works as a stand-up comedian whose act usually involves vocal imitations of cartoon characters such as Popeye, Bullwinkle, Pepe Le Pew, and others. So they were like, hey, wait, I got a buddy who's a stand-up and his act primarily includes uh, impressions of Popeye and Bullwinkle, Pepe Le Pew, and others. Can you write a part for him? How lame! How lame would it be to go to go to a, go to see stand up and like the middle act is just doing Popeye? <laughs> oh, like, shit. what is this? God, garbage is what that is. Are we at a nine year old's birthday party from nine, 20, 20 years ago, forty years ago? <laughs> Fast as fast and blue, and never catch me. <laughs> All right, here we go. You ready? You ready to? Let's do it. Let's it. get out of we this. Got, we got a video chat to, to call into. Here we go. We might, we might redo this. We'll see. <laughs> nah, I'm happy with it. We can always talk more next time. That's true. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think we did. Put in a, put in a time code. Like, yeah. if you want to actually hear about the book, tune in at like 20, 20 I think about Yeah, I think it's about 26 minutes. But it's too late because it's now, now. And uh, it's the end. So, All right. Bye. Fail. Fail. Uh, it, Twitter, Hidden Zoo, uh, e- email HiddenZoo69 at gmail.com. Like and subscribe and vote us up and reviews on iTunes so more people can hear us ramble about uh, spit cups and, uh, and gross toilets. Yuck. Bye.